welcome to Red Wine Reads, a community of book lovers talking about our favorite and not-so-favorite books while pouring a glass or two of wine. I'm your host, Jenna Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today for this Small Sips episode. Small Sips is a 10-minute episode where I deep dive any topic that is book-related. On today's episode, we're talking romance, as in the worst couples in books. You know, who shouldn't be together, who deserves better, who should instead be with maybe a 5'8 dirty blonde with an obsession with books? Just saying. Without further ado, let's pull some corks and get reading. First up, to keep it on theme with the book review for this week, is the couple of Roma and Juliet, who are the main characters in the newest Romeo and Juliet retelling on the market, These Violent Delights by Chloe Gong. Why are they not good together? First of all, I believe Juliet is way too harsh for Roma. She's kind of a ruthless killer with a lot of anger, a lot of resentment behind those eyes. And even though Roma is also part of a gang, you know, kind of an heir to take over the gang throne, so to say, he has a much softer side than I see with Juliet. He has a huge emphasis on family, really cares about the ones he loves. And I believe that Juliet has deeper ties with her gang than her family. So if it were to come down to it, I'm not sure, after reading just this first book, I am not sure that she would choose Roma. And my last reason, the rival gang thing, it never works. We've seen it multiple times, multiple Romeo and Juliet retellings, and what happens in every single version? They die. They die at the end. Their love, it cannot be accepted by both sides, so they die. So, do I think this love is really worth dying over? No. No, kids. It's not. Next up, we have Hattie Greenfield and Lucian Blackstone from the romance novel Portrait of a Scotsman by Abby Dunmore. Now, we read this book earlier this year and did a book review, and I've been sitting and reflecting on this topic for a bit now, and these two just keep popping up into my head. Yes, this is a romance book, so supposedly they're perfect for each other, opposites attract, blah, 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 blah. But if you look into the details and you start peeling back the layers, you reveal that no, they're not so perfect for each other. And here's why. So first of all, Hattie is young. And you know, she looks at the world through these rose-colored glasses. Everything's great. Um, her biggest issue is not being able to do what the boys do and have a job that the boys have, which yes, is an issue. Um, but, you know, grew up with money, grew up with a lot of power in her family, was able to even go to school, go to university. But she doesn't have enough context on how the other half lives, you know? And Lucian comes from the other half, even though he has a ton of money now and a ton of investments and all of that, a ton of power, he grew up with none of that. And he grew up with a lot of loss, a lot of struggling to just get food on the table. He didn't have a father. And so I think that those backgrounds are gonna be hard to go together because she's gonna struggle to gain perspective that Lucian has gained throughout his entire life. Now, do I think it's impossible? No, of course, you know, you can always learn from people. Hattie went to Lucian's hometown and was able to kind of connect with the people there, but I just think that they're so different and Hattie is so young that I don't think this relationship will work because it'll be that constant tension of Hattie telling Lucian, cheer up, everything's fine, and Lucian telling Hattie, no, the world is a terrible place filled with terrible people. I cannot see it the other way. Do I think that they were kind of 
turning the corner toward the end of the book to kind of accept each other's where each other come from a little bit more yes but I don't think it's going to get there and I think that is going to be a very big point of tension for both of them and I think it's just going to end up being one person yelling across the room to the other person you just don't understand you'll never understand in that type of relationship lastly we do remember that toward the end of the book Hattie flees to explore her art and herself and for me, that does not give any comfort to the man that she's trying to create this relationship with, relationship with a man who probably struggles with some trust issues because he had his whole family killed and had abandonment from his father. If he hasn't trusted many people up to this point, I can't imagine that leaving this person that you supposedly say you love and you want to be with for the rest of your life and you leave him, I just don't know how that trust can be built back up, though in the book it's kind of hinted that it is, but I just think that that would be an issue that would be really hard to overcome for Lucian and Hattie. All right, now finally, we have Ethan and Ash from The Interestings by Meg Wolitzer. Now we'll be doing a book review in this book in the coming months, so keep your ear out for it, but this couple, Ethan and Ash, is just kind of an odd choice because most of their connection in the book is physical. But it's not in the physical way that you think. It's not, you know, hot person with another hot person and or this person's wildly attracted to their physical form. Because Ethan and Ash are not sexy in the sense of model sexy that we have believed to be, you know, that standard of sex appeal in the US, of course. But they are attracted to each other in more of, you know, the sex is amazing kind of way. And that's kind of the only connection that they have. Yes, they were really good friends before they became lovers. So we so we know that they're connecting on that level, but it feels like this is just a way for Ash and Ethan to be with people that they're comfortable with without having to venture outside the group because in this book there is a deep friendship between a group of friends, a friend group. And to start off with, we have Ash being in love with Jonah in the friend group to start and Jonah ends up favoring men over women and really wants to find that deep connection between himself and a man but Ethan falls in love with Jules another member of the friend group and he tries to put the moves on her they try to spark this relationship at camp and they can't do it because Jules is just not attracted to him in that way but he always carries a flame for Jules he's still in love with her so it's tough to see because you know Ethan is not giving his false self to Ash and to this relationship because he is still strung up on Jules. And you can just feel that tension. You can feel that he's not quite letting go. And since they're still friends with Jules up into adulthood, that feeling will never go away because he keeps seeing her and he keeps talking with her and they keep connecting on deeper levels, just not in the physical relationship way. So that will always be an obstacle. And then another huge obstacle is Ash is hiding a huge secret from Ethan. So if you're married to this man, you have kids with this man, and you still hide the fact that your brother, who Ethan still assumes is missing, but you know he is living in Iceland under a different name, and every time you're in Europe kind of touring, then you go and visit your long-lost brother that your husband has no idea exists anymore, that's a huge problem. <laughs> That's a huge trust issue that you're just developing right there. So I think more than anything, these two, though they may love each other on a deep level, 
I don't think they're being fully honest with each other and that's just gonna lead to one big blow up that I don't think you could recover from. Or it leads to a relationship that never goes quite beyond the surface level. So I think that they're just not good together because I don't think that they're being completely truthful and honest with each other. And I think if they were, that they wouldn't be together. So that's my two cents. Now, those are my three that three couples that I think are just not great, that I wish would split up so that they would each be happier. I think they'd be happier with other people. If you think I missed some, then head on over to our social media channels and let me know who I missed. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Red Wine Reads. If you like the show, then please give it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you want to find more book-related content, or you want to recommend a book, or you want to recommend another book couple that is worse than the ones that I mentioned in this episode, then find us on Instagram and TikTok at rwreadspodcast. Again, that's at r-w-r-e-a-d-s-p-o-d-c-a-s-t, at rwreadspodcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode because next Monday, Abby and I will be discussing Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. You won't want to miss it. Until next week, keep your books open and your drink glasses full.